Hey, what's up, everybody? It's DG. I'm back with another episode of The Swipe File. Today, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about case studies and why you need to get rid of your traditional case studies if you're in marketing. Okay, so something I've been thinking about a lot is case studies. And I I shared this in a talk that I gave recently. So last week I was at an event in Chicago for G2, formerly G2 Crowd. I can't not say G2 Crowd. I know that. I try not to do it though because as a marketer, I appreciate like the branding exercise So and try to stick to it. So I'm going to say G2. I'm going to say G2. And it was an amazing event. It was called Reach. And it was really cool because what they did was they had one room and two stages and it was basically dueling stages. So while there was a marketing track and a sales track. And so like while somebody on the marketing track was speaking directly behind them they just split the room by a curtain directly behind them was a salesperson was like the sales track that was going on it was like a silent disco format so like everybody in the audience wore headphones if you've ever been to like a wedding that that's had that I I'd never done that so it was also the first time I've spoken to a room like that but it was cool because it meant both sessions could go on at once the hard part was like I'm a pretty animated like talker and so it was hard to not yell and then it'd be really loud in people's ears so like it was really weird to be up on this stage in front of a couple hundred people and then having to be like hey I'm Dave versus being like what's up everybody I'm super excited to be here but it was a lot of fun and the the response was awesome the audience was awesome it's so much fun like the way that I know that if a message resonated or not was after I talk, then I go over to the corner and like go hide and like look, pull up Twitter on my phone. And like right away, I can tell if it was a topic that like punched people in the gut or hit with people solely based on the response on Twitter. If I go on Twitter and there's like basically nothing there, then I know I didn't have the right content for the right audience. But this audience was amazing. The response was awesome. And I gave a new talk for the first time. I wanted to give a talk that had nothing to do with technology because I wanted to make it to show the power of like social psychology and people and and all the stuff that we've learned at at Drift and and David and DC has pushed me to like go focus on since the beginning. And so I called it 10 timeless marketing rules that will help you attract your dream customers, create super fans and run laps around the competition. And I kind of riffed on my, I had done a podcast on this before. You can go back and check it out if you want about my my 10 marketing commandments, like the 10 rules for modern marketing. But I kind of riffed on that a little bit and turned it into this, which is more of like a timeless lesson And so anyway, the talk was awesome. G2 Crowd was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. That format was really cool. I do miss hearing like the audience interact a little bit more, but it was still pretty fun. Ryan, who's a CMO at G2, they did an an awesome job. So anyway, one thing that I want to talk about though was I don't want to give away all 10 because I'm going to give this talk again and I want to save some of the juice from it. But one of the points that I talked about in this talk was about why I think marketers need to rethink what they're doing with case studies. And so the way that I talk people through it is because I know when you, when you talk to a room full of marketing people and you're like, look, everyone can agree that case studies are the holy grail in marketing, right? Like you want customer examples. That's what the sales team wants. That's what product marketing wants. That's what you want on the website. That's what your CEO wants. Everybody wants case studies. But there's this huge like thing that's broken, which is that 
as a consumer, most of us don't actually trust case studies anymore because we don't believe them. We know that the vendor or whoever just wrote them. And as a marketer, like I know how case studies get made. They get made by a marketer basically like interviewing a customer. A customer says like, hey, I could be a case study or a marketer identifies it. Then you go and interview them. Then you basically write the story you want to tell. You get a quote that's like you write their quote for them. They approve it and boom, you have a case study. I think people know that. And so people are a little bit more allergic to like, this highly, highly manicured recommendations of a company. And so I'm not saying don't use your case studies. I just think they're not as effective as they used to be because everybody has case studies today. And they're a little bit like too manicured for us to believe as, as buyers today. And so I have this one trick that I wanted to share to make them more believable. And it's something that we've done at Drift for a while now that we've learned is like, if you really want to make your case studies more believable, the best thing that you can do is to not always think about these highly manicured case studies, right? But to have this like what I call social proof that's out in the wild, right? So you know what social proof is, but if you can fill up your website and sales emails and decks with exam- with real examples, like something somebody said on Twitter, a comment somebody left on Instagram, a post somebody made on Instagram, a YouTube video somebody made, a review on a, like a review site like G2 or Trust Radius or, or Yelp, right? or Amazon, that's the best type of case studies and social proof you can find today. And so one of my favorite examples of this is not a B2B example. It's actually a company called Glossier, G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com. They make beauty products, not a sponsor of this podcast. So whatever, but, but they have, they do an awesome job of like basically making all of their testimonials real. And so if you go to their website, they have this one section that's like real people sharing their real life routines and they have real pictures of their customers with little quotes and snippets that they said. And that feels so much realer and more authentic and believable than these highly manufactured case studies. One way that we've taken that to another level is if you go to drift.com slash love, this is a page that we have that's almost an infinite scroll of tweets. And we just have, we have somebody on our team go through social every month. And we're just always like kind of keeping a bookmark of the best tweets that we get, just put them in a Google sheet or something. And then we go and we update this page once a month. And so now if you go to drift.com slash love, you just see all these like real things people said about us. And I think that that's so much more relatable than having this highly manufactured case study. And just as the other great thing as a marketer, you don't have to go ask for an interview and permission to use this, right? These are public words. These are things somebody said on a, on a forum like Twitter that you can, you can just go grab, which is amazing. While we're talking about the social proof and the tweets, one thing that we got, like an example of how you can turn this into a bigger marketing campaign as opposed to just having it on your website, which by the way, you could just easily embed. I would just embed tweets all over my website of things that people said, right? So about six months ago, we got this one tweet and it was from Anna. And she said, my at Drift bot booked a meeting while I was sleeping. I'm stoked. Nerd face emoji. And we had this crazy idea, which is like, wait a second. That tweet is awesome. What if that tweet was a billboard, right? Like that tweet should just be a billboard itself. No ad from Drift, just that. And so we DM'd her and we said, hey, Anna, that Drift tweet just made my week. So awesome. This might sound crazy, but we're doing a new ad campaign and we want to feature customer tweets just like this. Would it be okay if we use this? And she wrote back and was like, totally huge fan. Fast forward a couple weeks later, we literally had a billboard up in San Francisco. That was her tweet. And then she went out to her tweet 
and took a picture of it, of herself in front of the billboard with her tweet and tweeted, pretty sure my at Driftbot booked a meeting while I was out searching for this billboard hashtag inception. It's like, that is the best type of marketing that we could get. It's real. It's her time stamped, you know, with her words up on a billboard is incredible. Another thing you could do is, is take like review sites are amazing. Like G2 is where we have, you know, we focus a lot of our time from a review perspective. And a couple months ago, we were named the number one conversational marketing vendor on G2 Crowd. And by the way, we beat the competition in every category, one, two, three, four, five, six categories. And so one thing that we did, this page you can find if you go to drift.com slash drift dash VS drift dash vs like drift verse if you go to that page we have the testimonials and the case studies front and center on this page this is not a case study but it's a quote it's a picture from adrian drift put money in my pocket the other day i asked an sdr for feedback on our investment in drift his response was to the point drift put money in my pocket boom that's a picture of a real review that's on that page and that's better than any marketing that we could create so my push is like Maybe keep doing your case studies, that's fine, but try to find ways to use real words in their mar- in your marketing. Like all these examples that I talked through today and, and social proof and, and getting like social proof you can find out in the wild, the reason it's so powerful is because you're using their words, not yours. And today, we live in this world where nobody wants to be marketed to, right? Nobody wants to be marketed to, nobody wants to be sold to, and so everybody's kind of bullshit meter is way higher for things that they think feel like marketing. So the more your stuff can not feel like marketing, the better, and one of the easiest ways to make it not feel like marketing is to use their words and not yours and make it all about your customers and the actual things they're saying about your business and your product and your service. So let me know what you think. I know it might be crazy to get rid of your case studies, but you know you don't get anything great marketing unless you're willing to take a risk. So try to load up your marketing with social proof, use their real stuff. And let me know if this resonated with you. Tweet at me at Dave Gerhart. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you're doing, how you're using social proof in your marketing. And uh, that's one thing that I hope might help. So that'll do it for this little episode of the swipe file. I am going to go get some lunch now. I hope you're having an amazing week and I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of The Swipe File. I'm having a lot of fun doing this podcast. And so because it's fun for me, I hope it's fun for you. And it would mean the world if you could leave a review. Reviews really help. Uh, and so go leave a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Let me know what you liked about the show, didn't like, want to hear more of. And also, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. The show is everywhere that you get your podcast, probably where you're listening right now. But if you want more content like this, if you want to go a layer deeper, join me on Drift Insider. It's drift.com slash insider. We're teaching courses, we're sharing videos, and we have exclusive content for people just like you in marketing that we do not share publicly. So go and check it out, drift.com slash insider.